What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Queer Bait Podcast, where two queer chicks talk about queer shit. I'm Ainsley, and with me, my host, Maureen. Hi. That was good. That was You're a good start. For that. <laughs> I know. You sounded so good. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm the unprofessional one. <laughs> You've obviously been practicing your radio voice in I the haven't. mirror. <laughs> I practiced my poses in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Works for the podcast. So I figured we start off with kind of explaining what queer bait podcast is. Yeah. Well, I feel like first what queer bait is kind of out like the, the definition yeah like the colloquial term of queer bait out okay. in the world i think we might have somewhat different definitions <laughs> <have> very different <laughs> definitions. so i want to hear what your definition is first okay well my my world definition of how queer bait is I, that's not good a <laughs> <laughs> world definition okay no i think like queer bait out in the world is people creating tv shows movies etc that sound like there's going to be a queer character or there even is a queer character but is that queer character featured like no is that queer character developed no i don't know i think that's kind of like what queer bait is to the world that like they're trying to sell it to queers like us but they're not actually following through on their promise that's kind of good i the only part that i don't really like about that definition is kind of just the fact that like i think tv shows that are predominantly queer, also queer bait as well. And with your definition, it says like, they don't really like progress queer queer storylines, which is completely true with 99% mm-hmm. of television shows. But I think you can queer bait some, you know, because to like, me, it's like, here's, here's this media thing, whether it be YouTube, TV, movies, whatever it is. And we're going to get a queer fan base to watch something that they normally wouldn't watch mm-hmm. because there's queer content in it. And queer content is in quotes, obviously. You don't, <laughs> you don't ever know what you're going to get with like an NBC queer oh my God. show. But I think, I think something which we both love, like Winona Earp, also oh. queer baits because, you know, they... Like, Winona Arp is something that I wouldn't have watched if I didn't know that there was queer characters in it. That's a good point. They are just baiting us in with Waverly and Nicole. But the show is good. Like, I'm never going to hate follow through on it. Yeah, but, mean, they, but what I love about it is that it does queer, like, it did queer bait a fan base because I wouldn't have watched it. A lot of the true. YouTubers that we that we watch on YouTube wouldn't have seen it. I know, it I don't if care it, about Winona. She's meaningless. <laughs> no, I think she's actually, like, one of the coolest, um, like, like she's like a feminist anthem to she's me like lately. She's like one of the coolest straight people on television, <laughs> and those are hard to come by. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think you know, kind of queer baiting, kind of goes beyond just like, oh, it's a show where we're gonna reel in mm-hmm. queers. Like it can go positively it's or really it can go point. negatively. I mean, like to me, like the biggest queer bait of all is L Word. You know, it is a TV show that is meant for a queer audience, which is great, but it doesn't, you know, have, like, the negative connotation to queer bait. So I don't think queer baiting technically is a negative term. That's That's why I don't mind using it for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) See, I feel like, like, on the contrary, I feel like it is a really negative term. Unfortunately. I just feel like it has a really negative connotation, but I feel like it's also, like, I don't know, I feel like it's riddled with disappointment. Like, queerbaiting just assumes that I'm going to be disappointed with the content uh-huh. because it's not going to follow through on its, you know. Yeah, well, I think that kind of stems from the idea of, like, the lesbian sweeps kiss, mm-hmm. which is kind of this idea, Allie McBeal, <laughs> where it's kind of just, like, a random placing 
of a queer kiss to draw in a queer audience to a show. Mm -hmm. So I think it kind of stems from this TV trope that's been going on since, you know, the, the 90s. Dawn of time. <laughs> the dawn of time. But no, like, really in the... Because at first, you know, queer wasn't allowed on television. Mm-hmm. Then the 80s happened, and then it was like, okay, well, like, we'll allow... We'll allow the word <laughs> gay to be used, but we're not going to allow you know, like, actual man-on-man touching. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't even have, like, the beautiful Carol, like, woman-on-woman eye glances (laughs) from across the the restaurants. Like, we didn't even have that. that Yes, too crazy. Yeah, even that was like, no, that's shame. That's teaching children to be gay. (laughs) And then the 90s happened, and then it kind of came more like this great thing to do because, you know, they were just yearning for queer content however they could get it. You know, the queer community just wanted anything that they could get. So it was one of those things where, like famous tv shows the week right before they signed contracts for like advertising Uh so like with advertising they would go and be like oh like your usual ratings are like two million to five million we'll um we'll pay you however much to have this 10 second spot during your show and then you know so what you would want to do is you would want your ratings to be really really high the week before you sign advertising contracts. So then became oh. the lesbian. So it's called Sweeps Week, where you try and get the highest ratings you can before oh. advertisers start paying you for. God, that's so witty. Yeah. So what they started <laughs> doing in the nineties and get all the queers to come watch. Yeah, they would get like stuff. this giant community of people that have never watched these shows. Of course, some of them might have, but a large community that hadn't seen the show flooding in to watch this one episode and I think Alan McBeal is the like the the first one if not like the most prominent one known mm-hmm. where basically just like she's a bisexual lawyer but like <laughs> really what bisexuality was showcased in that show other than the that kiss. other Hello. than that sweet sweet kiss that's all we needed but it worked it worked so much that like every kind of television I'm not gonna say every show but a lot of shows started doing that but then I think the lesbian sweet sweet kiss uh-huh. kind of aided in creating queer content because I think they finally saw that they're like oh crap there's this market like our viewers went from two million to four million for this week because it had one queer kiss in it we need to create gosh that really is yeah like like, we need to create queer content so then you know you know Ellen of course she's kind of the pioneer of the birth of a queer bait nation yeah the birth of a queer bait nation um and you know Will and Grace and stuff so like the late 90s stuff and then, Mm -hmm. then you get like Instead of just having, like, oh, yeah, we have a couple gay characters, and it revolves, like, how gay characters revolve in the straight world. Because, uh-huh. you know, I love Ellen's show, but that's basically wasn't what it was, like, after she came out. Because she didn't come out to like, the third or fourth season. Yeah, with the Laura Dern. Yeah, with Laura Dern. That's all I know, Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern was in it, and she was beautiful. She was involved. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was kind of, like, early queer content in the 90s predominantly was very much, like oh, we're straight people having to come out and how do we fit into this straight world? Which I think is exactly what Will and Grace is. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's wonderful. It's a funny show. I enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, it was like that and then which led to the 2000s where, like, we got actual shows for queer people about wow. queer people with, like, queer as folk and wow. L word. So I think it all, I think queer baiting stems from the lesbian sweeps weak kiss Uh but i think it also can kind of take on a positive connotation where like yeah that's where we come in (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're your positive connotation (laughs) we are queers baiting queers 
That's what I feel like we're trying to be over here. <laughs> exactly. I can't. <laughs> I mean, so like, I don't want the word to have a negative connotation because I think, you know, it does help progress uh, the queer community forward in some ways because oh. even if we're not 100% happy which a lot of the times we aren't with queer content because you know what we really want is queer content made by queer Queer people people for queer people and that's not (laughs) what we get a lot of the time um so i understand that like we're not happy yet but i think it's definitely like a step forward i think having more and more shows that have queer characters even if they are just like here's our little here's our what do you call it? Token queer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, here's our little token queer. Um, I, I still think it's a step forward, you know, because yeah. we are getting more. No, it's more than it used to be. Yeah, it's more than it's it used to be. It's getting better, you know? But it's like like camera, the miseducation of Cameron Post, which I was talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out, which was directed by, I know I was reading on it. It was like an Iranian-American, she's bisexual. I can't remember her name, but the director. And then, I don't know if it's a little bit later, but there is like... A very similar story about a boy, like a gay boy, going to a con. Yeah, um, a conversion camp, and it's yeah, boy erased. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's directed by like a straight white male. Yeah, the only thing that I can speak to about boy waste, like I am all for like I don't mind straight people in general. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I don't mind them, and I don't mind them. Um, doing queer content because, like, that's not fair for me to be like, oh, you're, you know, you have you have a story to tell or something mm-hmm. you want to tell, um, but you're straight, so I automatically just assume that you're queer baiting. That might not be the truth, <laughs> you know. Just because you're straight doesn't mean that you're doing queer content for queer baiting reasons. That's fair. But I do think that that might be what's happening with Boy Erased. I know, especially on the heels of Miseducation of Cameron Post. Well, I don't know which one's coming out first, actually. I don't know either. I don't know which one started in production first, so I don't really know which one's True, coming out. True, I don't off. even know which book came out first. That's fair. <laughs> I can't even judge this. Yeah, but I think I think it. they're both off the heels of, like, Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. I think now we're seeing that, like, a queer movie yeah, like can, be, and- yeah, can be critically acclaimed, mm-hmm. which I think is, like... Oscar grabbing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily queer baiting. I think we're more Oscar grabbing. Oscar baiting. <laughs> like, let's have We this. as a community are Oscar baiting <laughs> them to make movies for us. Yeah. I mean, so, like, I don't mind it too much because I think they both tell stories that need to be told and, and need to be shown. Um, but I do think that maybe a straight white director writing about a queer conversion. I believe it's a church. I don't think it's like this weird camp with like electroshock therapy. I think in Boy Race, it's very much like Jesus will save you. mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it's Oscar grabbing because it's like this super dramatic story that hasn't necessarily been told before and it's something that a lot of people will watch because again the queer community will watch anything that has queer content so i think for oscars it not only has to be a good movie but it does have to be popular so i think those movies are definitely kind of trying to oscar grab a little bit i'm down for it but do i mind seeing chloe grace Vortez kiss another girl moritz uh kiss another girl no i'm totally there for it so i am part of the problem (laughs) 
I can admit that to myself, but I don't mind it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with it too. Every benefits. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. So yeah, kind of the like queer bait podcast is yes, it is like the like the name it says. It's like we're baiting queers to listen to it because we don't we're we're two queer women who want to talk about queer stuff and create queer content, which we don't mm-hmm. get a lot in the And we're baiting for the right reasons. Yeah, so it's not bad. Right? We don't need an Oscar. <laughs> we don't need the money. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, we are poor, but <laughs> notwithstanding. I know. Well, yeah. So I think the podcast is really just to give <clears throat> the queer community what it wants, what it needs, what yeah. it's always wanted. Yeah. You know. So what exactly are we going to be doing in the podcast? Now that we've rambled for, you know, however long. long. (laughs) For too long. I don't know. I mean, I think, like, history. I think we want to touch on, like, queer history. I mean, we went kind of, like, I gave you, like, a very brief rundown Mm -hmm. of, like, television. Yeah. Of queer baiting alone, but not even, like, we didn't really talk about any shows or anything. So I think queer history is a big deal. Like, I would love to get into, like, queer origin stories. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, pause it. There we go. (laughs) There it is. Um, So I would even like to get into, like, queer origins. I mean, I definitely have to read up on it, because, like, (laughs) where did this all start? But, like, I know that there's, like, like, like in ancient Roman Greece, like, sexuality wasn't really a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, just because they didn't look at women as women. (laughs) They looked at them as lesser men. So (laughs) I would really like to, you know, we we can get into that. Other things of queer history, I don't know, we can talk about, like, pivotal historical moments, obviously, with, like, passing of gay marriage equality, significant things that have happened in the media, just kind of anything like that. I think people. Kristen Stewart. Who I've stuck <laughs> Sorry, on. We're... I know that that's old news, but I've stuck <laughs> I know, on it. like, five years ago, but you're like, hey, I still love her. I still went to go see, what is it, Secret Shopper? What is it? Personal Shopper. Personal Shopper. I still drove two hours to see there this. There was Kristen Stewart boob. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so queer history, queer people. Um, I'm a really big fan of television. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like slightly we do tv and movie reviews like if anybody ever wants to give me an otp it is television <laughs> like it is no other person it is just television so i think that's gonna be what i bring to the table yeah. a lot of reviews on television and i guess like queer movies are cool i i've never seen a queer movie where i was just like ah, except for like I do that to all of them. So you get two different viewpoints. Yeah, you love everything and anything. I'll take anything. And I'm I'm the audience that they're queer baiting. (laughs) Like, I am. You're just like, ooh, I'll gobble. You were just like, I'm going to see this really terrible Kristen Stewart movie because I know I get to see your boobs in it. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't even queer in it. She wasn't even queer in it. But, like, you're like, I will still see it to see (laughs) Kristen Stewart boobs. So you are definitely. That's not even queer baiting. They're just (laughs) boob baiting. They're just tit <laughs> That's the only way that they can get men to go see a Kristen Stewart movie at this point. Aww, it's I true. I don't think she's bad. But so, I'll be bringing to the table the positive notes from every movie and TV show. <laughs> 
and I'm very hypercritical. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Television and, and and movies, but like I I definitely think there are some great queer movies out there, but none that I've seen twice. Blue is the warmest color. (laughs) I think we need to have an entire episode on like... Devoted. Devoted to my hatred. (laughs) Blue is the warmest color. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so we can do all of that jazz. So a lot to come, and I think kind of having two queer women talking about this stuff can sometimes be good but also we're gonna heavily rely on some friends that we have to oh, get yeah. different, different perspectives yeah we're pretty limited we can recognize <laughs> it <laughs> yeah so we're definitely have we're gonna have a lot of friends coming on to kind of better explain things that we don't necessarily know and just different perspectives yeah definitely. so i think the best thing to do now is to maybe talk about who we are as queer women because that's what you want to know <laughs> right you want to know what gives us the right <laughs> to talk about queer stuff so yeah i think if we just kind of give a brief rundown yeah you go of first who we are as queer women no yours is so much easier no i mean i don't know i i think i would identify specifically if i had to as lesbian but probably more queer I've definitely had experiences with both men and women, definitely prefer women, <laughs> definitely only like women. <laughs> I'm really... She's a man-hater. I know it's man-eater, I'm but <laughs> man-hater sounds so much I'm better. I'm not heterophobic. I'm just heterophobic. you rather... <laughs> I'm like, I get nervous. You much people. rather than be it, like... You know how, like, I'm going to keep them at arm's length. You're, like, more like football field length. Yeah, I'm going to keep them out of my, out of my town, out of my country. <laughs> going to run them out of my town. Right. Like, if we could do Calexit, you know, the California exit. <laughs> For straight people. Have, yes. <laughs> That's and then we true. break off Just like, like, you know how it's supposed to be... Uh, what is it? NorCal, California, and then Southern California. Oh, yeah, proposal. Like, uh-huh. we'll just be NorCal. The gay NorCal. The gay NorCal. And then California can be all the straight, white, rich people. Yeah, everybody's welcome to my NorCal. And then Southern California can stay how it is. It feels a little unfair, because I like the weather. Well, well no, I'll take true. some rain. Anyways, but yeah, so I think, I don't know, I'm just a little queer girl out in the world. <laughs> Just trying to make it through. <laughs> All right, so you're going to identify as lesbian. Yeah, I would identify as lesbian. All right, so how would I <laughs> identify? <laughs> like she the big men. sigh, like, oh, do I have to? I just don't believe in identifying things. Can that be my identity? See, like, that's the difference between us. I pop <laughs> labels on everybody. And there's a label for everybody, you know? It's gotten so specific. Because if you don't go by lesbian or queer, you, you can just name a Kinsey scale number. You just, <laughs> there are so many scales for you. <laughs> but you don't like labels. I don't. And also, I think the issue is like, you know, there's... <sighs> The gender identity label, the gender expression label, my sexuality label. Like, there's too many labels that I would have to name because I feel like not all of them work (laughs) very very well together. So I don't know what my label is. I don't know. I, I think the only thing that listeners would care to know is, like, again, I have also been with both men and women. Definitely prefer sexually women Mm -hmm. and I think that's all they care about to know 
and we can they just want to know who that women are your number one in bed yeah oh that's so sweet i think they just okay, need to know. Like, that's all you ladies need to know yeah but i think everything else can kind of fall to the like it's so confusing though because like i think like sexuality says like like I know it's technically, like, desire. Like, who are you attracted to? Then in that case, I would be bisexual. But that doesn't make sense to me because I don't like sleeping with men and women equally. So I don't know if, like, I can just be like, oh. Because, like, I'm kind of only, like, attracted to men. Like, like I just have such high standards that none of them ever meet it. <laughs> oh, thank so. God. We're all okay here. Don't worry, women. She has low standards for us. That's so nice. That's kind of true. Feel like it doesn't. I don't know. Nothing's all encompassing. Yeah. I'm like I'm really feminine presenting, and like I'm cisgender, so I don't really have to worry about mixing in like lesbian, but non-binary. You know, so I can just be like lesbian. You know, or like queer, and that's just. Yeah, I think that's why I like the term queer so much, and I know that going back to our queer history again, at one point, you know, up until like a few years ago, queer was a very bad word to be used you know it was kind of equivalent to like fag yeah you know so but i think we're bringing it back i think queer no longer has a negative yeah connotation to the community at least but i mean if i'm offending people calling them queer like my apologies i think it's just like a really good catch-all i think it catches you know trans i think it catches cisgender you know and then that way we can you know add things that aren't in the lgbtq like we can talk about asexuality we can talk about all forms of gender expression or like kind of everything that is not cisgender okay you're taking queer then i think i'm just gonna take queer (laughs) long story short uh queer queer is the answer um i don't know like what would you say you know kind of helped you define your label you know what I mean because like to me like I don't like defining or like having a label because I don't think there's like any one circumstance that I was like oh yeah don't like men or oh yep only love women so I'm kind of like that's true I don't know and I don't know my label is very loose I think also because like I mean I've probably had almost equal relationships with men and women. Well, really, relationships versus sexual relationships. (laughs) Well, every. Are you like Tina, where lesbian is your political stance? (laughs) Lesbian is my political stance, which kind of. I mean, like, I'm not going to say that, like Tina, but it is a political stance. I think, like, and that's why I kind of love women, you included, Mm -hmm. who, or any queer person, really, that, you know, takes a label and owns it, because, like, to me, I'm, like, so afraid of, like, taking a label and, like, not doing that label justice, so, like, I don't want to take the bisexuality label and be, like, oh, but I, oh, but I only sleep with women, but I only sleep with women, women you know, like, I don't, so I'm just so afraid of taking a label, and then people being, like, Oh, you. <laughs> I'm just in, like, a bite me phase. Because I feel like if you look on paper at my relationships, like, People would think you're bi-curious. At best. Aww. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt her. It hurt her teeth. It hurt me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it would look like a bisexual person, though. And probably leaning towards men. Like, I can recognize yeah. that. Because it just took me a good long time. To really... 
yeah, and like shake it out. out. It still changes, you know. I don't think it's ever gonna be like a non-fluid thing, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Like fluidity is a kind of word to kind yeah. of encompass it's, identity. And I have people who know me who are like, "You're bisexual," you know, like like, "Oh, don't worry, honey, you're bisexual." And uh-huh. I'm like, no, you though. don't understand. Like, you know, there are just so many caveats to it. Like, oh yes, like I sleep with men, but I don't enjoy it, you know, which is like a whole other conversation, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I have relationships with men, but I think they're disgusting, you know? <laughs> Flashback to that man-hater point you made. Yeah, man-hater! <laughs> so That's I just, terrible. I don't know. So I feel like if I just really own it confidently, and then just don't tell anybody anything about my past, I just... <laughs> Yeah. It works fine. <laughs> yeah, it's worked out fine thus far. So that's kind of how I'm embracing it. I remember um, the first conversation you and I ever had. Mm-hmm. And oh, you no. were currently oh, dating a man. <laughs> currently, that day, dating a man. And she introduces herself, you know, as Maureen, like, hi, everybody. And then as we got to talking, do you remember oh, what you God, said? No, you were, <laughs> we were talking about you being vegan. And you were just like, I know, what a lesbian thing to do. Ha, 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 ha. So, like, you told me you were a lesbian while concurrently dating a man. But you know what? I owned it. <laughs> you, you owned know. it. I believe you I was like well if she's vegan (laughs) (laughs) and I tell people going into things you know yeah like the men you date know that you are a lesbian oh yeah they just choose not to accept it right I'm like heads up I'm a lesbian (laughs) like like ew right what if you want to take me to dinner and buy me things Why does anybody date me? Because, like, that's the first thing out of my mouth. I'm like, so just so you know, I'm a lesbian. Deal with it. But don't ask any questions. I hate you, but let's go out. Like, um, you disgust me. But see, like, like someone like me, if, like, I don't, like, it, your sexuality wouldn't mean anything to me. It's just uh-huh. whether or not, like, I feel like we have a connection and we're both willing to date each other so Which, like, like thank god that there are people out there like that because <laughs> i would never get a date otherwise <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like every man would be like oh you're a lesbian are you gonna make out with my like my friend at the party no, so shut up. no i just mean like oh you're a lesbian we can't date each other and then all the lesbians in the world would be like oh you've slept like you sleep with men no thank you so i think you would be like thank god there are people that are like oh like your sexual orientation doesn't matter. Yeah. Because or, you know, you'd oh, be yeah, single AF. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just a little twisted sister over here. Yeah. I still can't, like, uh, I still remember that conversation. <laughs> I, like, the same conversation I find out that, like, you have a boyfriend and are a lesbian. I was just like, like, it, like, like, it took me back to, um, like, L word, like, Lisa, the lesbian man. Oh, the bis or wait, no, she wasn't bisexual. She was dating Alice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So well, Alice well, is bisexual. Well, she wasn't a she. She was a he, right? He was a man who identified as a lesbian, right? Yes. But like, so <laughs> that's like oh, what I kind of like, like really quickly like flash to. I was like, wait, Lisa, Lisa, like, <laughs> what's your name? Are you are you? A, uh, I don't understand how this works. <laughs> that feels pretty comparable though to what I say. Like I, <laughs> like that's kind of what people probably think when I. Talk to them at all, really. Yeah. So, identity doesn't matter. (laughs) That's basically (laughs) what it comes down to. But but I do respect um, 
anybody that takes an identity and owns it, even if they do it <laughs> injustices. <laughs> and, and they do it in spite of what everybody tells them. Right, they're like, that's not what being a lesbian is. You're I just know. like, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I put most of my coworkers, because that's how we met, you know, coworkers. I'm pretty sure they put yeah. most of my coworkers through some sort of turmoil and it's always fun when you do stuff like that at work because like they have to be respectful enough to like not ask questions <laughs> that can be deemed sexual harassment like they can't just be like but wait right <laughs> you like the d so how <laughs> you know they can't say things like that so they just have to like kind of like shut up they and kind of like fly down and take it <laughs> Like, the very, like, curious, like, looks on people's faces. Like, hmm. and then I walk away. Yeah, and then you just kind of, like, flip your femme lesbian hair. And it's like, hmm. I know. <laughs> Walking confusion. Uh, so, your identity is is lesbian. Yeah. We'll just leave it at First that. First and foremost, lesbian. Yeah. Lesbian. It's all over the map, but that's what you want. That's what it's sticking to. Okay. So, tell me about your first lesbian experience okay or like what kind of started triggering sorry i'm shifting in my sh- my seat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my first let's take it way back way this back is, this is my first ever and this will be brief because this isn't really my first awakening but probably my first hint at lesbianism was my preschool kiss with a woman oh, while she was a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She made out with her female teacher. That's disgusting <laughs> and wrong, and that is not what happened. Okay. Um, yeah, my first ever kiss, like, to set the scene. It's preschool. We're almost going out to recess, so we're lining up at the door, and what what am I going to call her? Let's call her Amy. Her name wasn't Amy, obviously. Amy, but- if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> She'll know who she is. <laughs> She'll know. This one's for you. That's the joke, though. She's straight. So that really also just started off. Or is she? <laughs> that started she off. She wasn't like- when she was four. <laughs> it was the beginning of what could have been me, Maureen, chasing after straight Could have been a beautiful queer love story, but Amy was not on board. <laughs> Amy was not as into it as I was. So we're lining up for recess, and I'm faced forward, and Amy's turned back towards me. And I don't know why. Was it Amy's idea? Was it mine? I'm pretty sure it was Amy's. Um, and we just start, like, uh, leaning in and kissing the air in front of each other. So we're not, like... <laughs> almost like a French kiss, you know, like where, I mean, not French kiss, but like where you kiss their cheeks, you know, you just kind of like lean in like, a like mwah, mwah. Mwah. Yeah. you know, and I don't know where we learned this. Like, okay, but like, were you kissing the air around her lips or around her cheeks? Around her lips. How um, close were you to her um, lips? We're probably like three inches. Like three inches? You know? Okay. We're going in close. Like, like you could bop noses if you, you yes, know. Okay. Yeah, we could probably, and so all of a sudden... That turns passionate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> our clothes, our preschool overalls came flying. Up. Who are you as a preschooler? <laughs> what is up with your oversexual? I don't know. Uh, ignore I Ainsley. I She's shouldn't oversexualize childhood <laughs> memories. I guess. Um, no, and we very innocently just like leaned in too far. I don't know who leaned in too far. It could have been me. It was you. It could have been Amy. <laughs> It was probably Amy again. I'm going to go ahead and blame this on her. At least that's what I tell myself when I go to sleep at night. (laughs) Amy definitely was the one to lean in. And our lips connect for the briefest moment. And then they separate just like that. And then we giggle because we just kissed each other. And, you know, that's gross back in preschool. 
I probably didn't think it was gross. I'm not sure. But how did how did you feel? Because like you're you're telling me like that's a very innocent random thing. It was, and like I to you happen. Know, so do you really think that 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 was like your sexual awakening? No, no, and I honestly don't think that I had any awareness. Like I think some people can, you know, I. I yeah, assume, that's I've true. never met anybody who's had that kind of awareness of themselves as a preschooler. I'm sure that like I could have made, but you know, I wasn't very capable of deep thought back then. It mm-hmm. was I was working on counting to five, so <laughs> so at four years old, she could not count to five. <laughs> I was a really late bloomer <laughs> in that sense, in more ways than one. <laughs> so no, I don't think it was really my sexual awakening, but okay. I like to think that I was that advanced and could identify that. So that's usually the story that I like to give. The real story was probably like fifth or sixth grade. Let's also call this girl no Amy also. 2.0. <laughs> yeah, let's call her Amy 2.0. She's not the same girl to give some backstory. No, that's why she is 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> Amy 2.0 <laughs> is Better. a close friend, and we have lots of sleepovers. How old are you in fifth and sixth so grade? So I'm around like 11 or 12 years old at this okay. point. I don't know why this is all going through my head. You know, just like hormones are happening. Stuff is going on. Stuff is going on. You're growing boobs. Life is different. Man, I wish I got boobs at 11. (laughs) (laughs) I did not get boobs at 11. I probably didn't have hormones till I was 16. (laughs) My braces came off and all of a sudden things started happening. (laughs) And yet you were so sexually awakened as a preschooler. I know. That's why. I think my body was like, no, she's already too sexually hyperactive. We can't actually give her the hormones Put her yet. Into hibernation. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, it was like fifth or sixth grade, like eleven or twelve, and we did a lot of sleepovers, and you know that didn't have much sleep. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, we're only eleven and. 12. I know. Like, I know this isn't like your first sex story. We'll eventually get to that. But yeah, I mean, this isn't like, really like sex. But there. Was I didn't mean it in a sexual way. I just meant like true. when you get te- like preteens together, there is no sleep ever for anyone. <laughs> That's a very within point. a twelve block radius. <laughs> so it was just you know like. I don't know, kissing and touching, and I'm sure my mother would be horrified to hear about all of this. And, and that's why we're not giving Amy a name. Yes, Amy 2.0 <laughs> and Amy 1.0. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There is my curse because Amy 2.0 is not gay by any means. So you know how, like, the old mantra is, like, oh, you turned her gay? Mm-hmm. You turn girls straight. I turn girls straight. You turn bisexual girls straight. Ouch. Yeah. I know. I think it was really just like that experimenting phase. Uh-huh. But I, at the very end of it, was like, oh, you know, we had discussed this because we at least had like the language for gay and straight at that point. You know, we weren't like a really conservative area. It was pretty liberal. So like we knew our words. We knew their meanings. And, you know, we're talking about it. And I'm like, oh. So, I think I'm gay, you know? And, like, I probably didn't have the full concept of what that meant. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I like this. This is enjoyable for me. I think I'm gay. And she was like, I am definitely not gay. I am I was straight. just practicing. And I was like, haha, I'm just kidding. I am also straight. Oh, <laughs> she broke your little queer heart. Yes. And she didn't, you know, it wasn't to say that she made me feel like a freak. She was so nice. She was just like, oh, no, I'm definitely... I'm, I'm for sure straight over here. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just kidding. Go boys. (laughs) Yeah. So that was my, that was my sad awakening (laughs) slash repression all in one. So unfortunately your 
gay awakening coincides with your first straight girl crush. <laughs> yes. Which is just the worst combination you, you can know, get. It's funny because I wouldn't say I had a crush on her because I wasn't interested in her, mm-hmm. but I was interested in females in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it wasn't like my heart was broken by her. I was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> See you later. Not that somebody else felt this way, but I just, <laughs> yep. So that was mine. That was delightful. Tell me about yours. <laughs> <laughs> Where to start? Um, I don't know. Like, I was always, like, what are you, a tomboy. So, like, <laughs> dating or, like, who I liked was never in my brain. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. just all about playing sports and getting dirty. So, like, sexuality <laughs> took me a while for me to even realize that it was a thing. Like, I never had, like, that... After preschool, that is. (laughs) No. I just never had that, like, kindergarten crush love. You know, like, I I didn't... Like, I had a few or, you know... There's there's one. Oh, yeah? Who I was just... It was a boy, though. Oh, is that... You told me about Ryan... Yeah. Something. I don't yeah. I shouldn't say real names <laughs> on here. I won't say the There's enough name. Ryans in my life that That's no, very fair. Okay, nobody would Ryan. ever be able to figure out. So, um so I mean like that was kind of it and that only kind of lasted a little while and then I just didn't really have crushes cuz I just wasn't really into it. And then, you know, it happened like just like overnight, just like I woke up. Like <laughs> even like you know how like most people are like, "Oh yeah, well like I knew I was you know, a lesbian because I watched a show and I loved the female lead. Uh-huh. Like, I loved Xena, so I knew that I liked women. Yeah. But it wasn't like, because I just didn't have crushes like mm-hmm. that. Like, I loved John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which should have been saying? an insinuation <laughs> that I was into all things. Um, but yeah, I just didn't really have these massive crushes to begin with and then all of a sudden like it came flooded in all at once where I was just like I love everything that moves oh my god (laughs) yeah it was one of those so I would say that my first like concrete evidence Uh uh-huh is like (laughs) okay I was 14 so it was the summer before my freshman year of high school it's always during the summer. That's it's the always summer loving band camp. <laughs> I never went to band camp, but if I did, I think I would have been sexually awakened a lot sooner. <laughs> if I had ever gone to any camp, band camp, a summer camp, conversion camp, conversion camp, <laughs> I would have been awakened sooner. And I met this girl, Amy 3.0. What what should we call her? I don't know. Call her like Danielle or something like that. Danielle or. or or Hannah. I don't know. These are the names that come to me off the top. Or like Marsha. None of those, uh, but like, none of those work. You're trying to find the perfect name for I'm her. I'm trying to find the, the perfect, perfect name. fake name. <laughs> perfect fake name. Um, let's just ch- call her girly number one. Sure. Let's number ca- one, I feel like, in, like, implies that they're number two through ten to come. There is, eventually. <laughs> okay, go on with number one. <laughs> okay, so girly number one met her the summer before high school. And so I had never had, like, a first kiss, not even, like, preschool air kissing. <laughs> like, I didn't have any of that. Like, I never even pretended to, like, hold hands or play doctor with, like, anybody. So all of a sudden it went from, like, zero to literal 
everything all at once. Very traumatic, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so met her the summer before high school. And yeah, like I said, it went from never been kissed to been kissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Drew Barrymore. Um, to full on sex within <laughs> a few weeks. And I don't know why. Lord, oh <laughs> Lord help me. I know you told me about this before, but it yeah. still surprises me it's every time. Still, yeah, it's it's odd. Like that's a young age. Yeah. I think I think fourteen is pretty young. But I mean, the only thing that makes me like sleep better at night about it <laughs> is the fact that like we dated on and off for like five years, and I would say she's like the most significant ex mm-hmm. in my life. So I mean, like. Can I really be too upset at myself that it was early if... How did you even, like, where... Was it sleepovers or did you just go to each other's houses? Uh, How does this even work when you're that age? Well, we met at a park. A park? Oh, God. And I'm just like, you know this. Like, this is how I approach everybody. Like, I taunt them. And for some reason... Ainsley is a 14-year-old boy at heart, (laughs) even to this day. It still works, though. Like, even on 30-year-olds, like, I just taunt them, and they, like, talk. And then I talk, and then it blossoms into friendship, and then it blossoms into sexual relations. You do do that to everybody. Everybody. There's not a person in this world that I do not make fun of. Oh, my God. I just like you I want to taunt your ex all the time. <laughs> even to this day, even to this day, she's taunting. <laughs> no, so yeah, so I can't be. So we were just at a park, and I was just like, it was me, her, and then she was there with like one of her friends or cousin. I can't really remember. It was so long ago. Um, yeah, and I just made fun of her, and I don't even remember what I said. But she came over, and then like. She sat really close to me and, like, did that fake, like, I'm gonna hit you. Ha, 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 ha. I I don't think I've ever had that. (laughs) Well, just like that, like, oh, you, where, like, you, like, push the shoulders. I don't know. And then it's, like. That sounds like, like, going into high school flirtation is made up of that. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna taunt you. Oh, well, I'm gonna, like, play slap you, like, on the arm. (laughs) Yeah, so not a great story. I just made fun of her, and then instead of her crying, which most people do, most people do when I try to make friends, (laughs) so instead of crying, she pretended to hit me, and then it just kept on progressing, and then, like, I didn't have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Crazy, a 14-year-old without a cell phone, right? Um, I didn't have a cell phone, so, like, I didn't have, like, any way to call her, because I'm not the type of person to call and be like, hello, Mr. and Mrs girly number one (laughs) can Can i I... talk to girly number one (laughs) so we just made it a plan where like we would just meet at the park i'd be like oh i'll meet you tuesday at one oh and then we would meet at tuesday at one and then we'd be like okay well i'll meet you friday so like we just did that all summer and yeah okay wow so that's who made you the day the woman you are today i would say so And she taught me a couple valuable lessons. And that's be yourself even if you're an asshole. (laughs) Because there's somebody out there that will like it. (laughs) That sounds so abusive. I'm going to choose to disagree with that. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and and she, I would say she's she's the sexual awakener in me. At least with her, I knew that I liked women. That's kind of beautiful. But like you would think, like oh, I slept with a woman first. I would have never tried men. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I wish that would have been the case. But I still went through men. That's very true. I don't know. I don't feel like mine, like mine, involved fingers. But you know, well, it was just diddling your skittle. <laughs> You had to call it <laughs> rubbing like, the mouse. <laughs> Remember, like on old, um, like pre-laptop yeah, mouses, how they mouse have the two bite, two buttons, and then the the rolly thing to go up and yeah, down. Yeah, I got your implication. Okay, okay. Yeah. She was she was just scrolling the page. Okay. <laughs> yes, all of those accurate. Thank you. Um, but I don't know. I think. No matter what I did, I think I would have ended up trying out something just for like the purposes of self discovery. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, in the end, would I prefer to never have slept with a man or touched a man or just even honestly been seen a man, men. been around men? Honestly, just the whole shebang. If men could be erased from my life, that would be there's, that's not true. Some men are very nice. There's literally three men in your life that you can stand, and yes. it's your dad. Mm-hmm. Your brother. And by stand, I mean you can tolerate and not physically gag. Yes. So your dad, your brother, and I would say your manager at work. I have a manager at work who is one of the very few people who I can stand near (laughs) without, like, getting the sweats. (laughs) That sounds horrible. And even then, I don't accept much male physical contact. Yeah, but you still, I I still think, like, you had to go, and I know it's not true for everybody, because I know there's, like, gold star lesbians out there who never had to have sexual experiences with men to know that that's not what they like. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I wish that could have been you, and I wish that could (laughs) have Just for my mental stability. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for your... That is very true. I also wish that. But you know, though, I mean, I'm happy. I feel like I'm (laughs) well-rounded. That's a wrong way. (laughs) I'm very experienced. (laughs) Put that on a resume. I'm a well-rounded individual in bed. But no, just on a general sense, like, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Yeah, same with me. I mean, like... You know, I enjoy, I would say, like, romantically I enjoy men. But like I said before, like, I have very high standards Mm -hmm. for men. So I don't date a lot of men and I don't sleep with a lot of men Mm -hmm. because my standards are so high that, like, I don't even want to be around most men. That's very true. On the contrary, I have the lowest standards possible for men. Oh, my God. You have, like, you have the lower standards for men. I honestly just end up disliking them no matter what in the end. Oh, so so you just give the bad ones a chance. (laughs) Yes. Really, I mean, just low standards per character, per looks, per oh. everything. Just yeah, very low. So that might contribute to my attitudes towards. Me. Yeah. So like, I I do like this idea of like everybody has to swim through the trenches kind of thing. <laughs> but like, I just really wish that more people could just know. Like, it's not easy to know, which is just very disheartening. Like, sometimes, like, it's just, like, this light switch, and it goes on, and you're like, oh, I'm gay. (laughs) And, like, that's wonderful, but, like, for a lot of people, pretty much every queer person in my life. I know, really, that light switch didn't really turn on for me until probably, like, in the last few years. Yeah. So, like, I just wish, like, and do you think that it's because queer is the non-normal so, like, it takes a while to 
figure it yeah, out so like because just... it's not the standard so it's kind of more difficult maybe that is because it's not the default yeah it's not the default so you have to like disc like that's what upsets me is that it's like this discovery mm-hmm. of queerness when it's really like it's not a discovery like it's it's there mm-hmm. you know and you just you pack it down <laughs> pack it on down <laughs> Until it finally just resurfaces. <laughs> like heartburn. <laughs> you just keep taking Tums, and the Tums, like, represent, like, males. <laughs> like, you just keep... That was too bad. Yeah. I'm happy about it. I'm happy to be where I am today. Yeah. So, with the podcast, this is kind of just, like, the introductory episode. Like, we want you to know... We'll get better. <laughs> that no I just kind of meant like we want to know who we are and kind of like who we represent in the mm-hmm. queer realm so that you don't think that we're just like talking out of our butts like I don't want to be looked at as like that straight man who writes lesbian movies <laughs> like I don't want to be that person so you know kind of just give you an introduction into who we are kind of so you understand like what things we can talk about and kind of understand Mm-hmm. I guess, and then, like I said, hopefully we can get lots of our friends on here to give different perspectives to kind of mm-hmm. help us out, because I know we don't know everything. Oh. You know we're close to it. I don't even know what I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I think we give very different perspectives, you know, just our identity base, mm-hmm. you know, you're femme, I'm a not femme, but I never use the B word. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that next week how i don't like using words like dyke or butch <laughs> the whole podcast is just gonna kind of be um everything queer honestly like i want to talk about everything queer and just kind of how the lenses that we see through it because obviously we're going to be the ones talking and then hopefully we can get other people on here to give us their perspectives yeah, definitely. and be done all right What are we doing? We're posting every Wednesday? Yeah, sometime on Wednesday. Sometime on Wednesday. Before midnight. (laughs) Before Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Right after that Tuesday, right before the Thursday. So um, you can find us on Podbean, Uh iTunes, and or Spotify under our name Queerbait, correct? Yeah, yeah, so hit us with a review. Yeah, make sure. If you like it, if you don't, then don't review. (laughs) Just get out of the page before you do that. Yeah, definitely subscribe to it, whichever format you go through. Format you're using, I don't know what to call them, whichever one you're using, Um, and reviews, even if it's not, even if you don't love it, I guess. (laughs) Keep it above three stars, though, guys. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, so um, every Wednesday, so hopefully we'll see you back next week, and until then, stay queer!